Hello, ASQ blog listeners and readers. I'm Natalia, a PhD candidate at Sauter School of Business at the University of British Columbia. Before we get started, I would like to thank my colleague, CUU from NYU Stern, who couldn't be here today but helped prepare these questions. Today I'll be speaking with Assistant Professor Shafali Patil about her recent ASQ article, The Public Doesn't Understand, The Self-Reinforcing Interplay of Image Discrepancies and Political Ideologies in Law Enforcement. Thanks for joining us, Shafali. Thanks for having me, Natalia. We have a lot to talk about, so let's jump right in. Uh, so firstly, I'd love to understand how you first became interested in this research question. Sure. So um, I've always been interested in the issues of uh, accountability, incentive systems, and monitoring systems um, back from my dissertation uh, time. Um, I think it's one of those stories where things happen in life and opportunities kind of come up and you grab them. Um, that's exactly what happened in, in, in this situation. Um, so I just joined recent faculty um, at UT. Uh, one of the senior professors had an executive education student who happened to be a sheriff at a department in Florida um, and wanted him to come and do research over there. Of course, he was senior and was <laughs> like, oh, no, thank you. You got a lot of things to do. So I sent the junior, junior person over to Florida. Um, and uh, the, the police chief, I mean, he was very welcoming and, and, and everything. Um, and he was talking about the regular things about, you know, dissatisfaction, losing his police officers to a local city, not being able to pay them as much, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, okay, like not really getting into what the core was interest, interested in. Except he said that two weeks later that he would be implementing body-worn cameras. <laughs> um, and it's one of those things where I, I just jumped and I was like, oh, wow, uh, that, um, that, that's kind of fascinating because that's kind of just flows right into my, my wheelhouse. Um, so from then on, um, uh, I, I basically took advantage of that, uh, that opportunity, um, and then Ferguson kind of happened, and that's actually obviously a very sad event that happened, but for some reason it's just like everything just kind of blew up in, in the law enforcement kind of, uh, arena at that time with the protest, um, black, the emergence of Black Lives Matter. So all of these events were happening that just made it a time where I was like, I think there is an actual phenomenon out there and I could try to apply kind of my research interests to kind of um, investigate that phenomenon. Interesting. Um, so it sounds like the research question was more driven by phenomena then. Um, Yes, I think it was, it was phenomenon and opportunity, practical opportunity, <laughs> a mixture of both, right? Um, so the phenomenon really is, so what I was kind of seeing was that, you know, after the protest, um, there was a lot of criticism of police officers, a lot, like, um, and uh, I had been interested in, like, you know, image discrepancy work and basically how, you know, people think others kind of view them. And I was like, this is probably not a very good time for, for law enforcement. Um, and, of course, depending on what side of the political spectrum you are, <laughs> some would view the criticism of police officers to be extreme and others would view it to be extremely justified and not sufficient. Um, but uh, I was just basically saying, hey, there is a lot of criticism going on police officers I'm, I come from police officer family. I myself have never been a police officer, but I can imagine their, their jobs are actually incredibly difficult. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things where just a few bad apples tarnish the entire profession. Uh, we witnessed that in academia, where a few uh, faculty members who have made up data just starts to tarnish the entire public image of the profession right. itself. 
I kind of was like seeing that kind of phenomenon and things that are going on. Um, <clears throat> and I wanted to kind of investigate, well, how is that kind of like criticism, this kind of like deep feeling that you may not, the public who you serve on a daily basis may not totally understand the difficulties of your job. How does that kind of affect their end behaviors? Right. Really interesting. Um, so I understand it can be quite difficult to a gain access to these organizations, um, mm -hmm. particularly institutions like the police. Um, so what advice do you have for students trying to gain entry into organizational samples? Yeah. Um, so my story with that was um, ever since Ferguson happened, I set up a Google News feed. Mm. Uh, in that Google News feed, I, had, I did a keyword search of law enforcement and body-worn cameras. And I myself wasn't studying at that time, like in, in my manuscript uses body camera footage data, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but um, that wasn't the core of my actual uh, research. Um, I was interested in more uh, officer perceptions, but, but they were implementing body cameras, so I was trying to give them what would be a helpful kind of um, cover story, I guess, to be like, hey, I could investigate the effects of your body cameras and also collect survey data and, you know, ask officers uh, other questions that I'm also interested in. Mm. So the Google News Feed, what ended up happening, so I did this for over the course of a year, right? So I'm, it's the beginning of me talking about the practical stuff. It's the beginning of my tenure clock, right? So I need to collect massive amounts of data. <laughs> so for an entire year, um, every single time a law enforcement agency popped up the news feed saying they're implementing body cameras, immediately that night I, I emailed the agency um, <clears throat> asking them if they would be interested in collaborating on research. So I must have, for over the course of a year, I must have emailed close to about two to three agencies per night um, so which was like thousands over the course of a year and only to get about a sample of six to seven police agencies at the end of that. So, <laughs> Something to be aware of. Yeah. Um, so my advice on getting agencies is literally like advice to everybody else, just absolute resilience, but constantly, constantly mass emailing, um, organizations. Um, now it's become a little bit easier because now I have a track record. Um, mm -hmm. So now I could actually send them a publication, be like, this is the work I'm going on. So now it's like easier to gain, gain access than it was when I was like just, just starting out. Um, and so, yeah, so that's kind of the process that I went through. Interesting. Um, so you kind of alluded to this just now. Um, your first study is such a great example of combining multiple sources of data. Uh, so what was the process of conducting that study like? Um, so that study, what I'd done was I had collected the survey data first from the police officers. Um, and then those agencies, both of them, uh, so some agencies have a lot tighter regulations on giving out body camera footage um, than others. So even if under the Freedom of Information Act you're completely... Uh, allowed access. The actual process behind getting hold of the cameras can vary by state. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it was I had the survey data, and for me, I always have to link into some kind of performance outcomes. Um, you know, self-report is, is fine for potential replication, but for like your main main study, you really want to have objective performance data. That's exactly mm -hmm. what I want to set out to, to, to study. So it was a matter of just inquiring. I had a good relationship with these police chiefs. They seemed very interested in the types of questions I was asking. So for them, they basically turned me over to their legal departments within the agencies, and those legal departments worked with me to give me access to. Um, so I basically sent them, you know, these are pretty big agencies, so I sent them the officers who had already completed the survey, 
Um, and they basically did randomly selected body camera videos oh, for yeah. those um, officers. So they weren't giving me the whole entire bunch of things. Right. Um, they were giving me uh, for, for the set of officers who had actually participated in my study. So it was easier for them. So mm-hmm. I've kind of worked it. Anytime you can try to make it easier for the organization, they do appreciate that. Mm. Um, so anything, you'd be a little bit more considerate to them. Yeah, that's um, a good tip. Yeah. Um, so do you see any other opportunities to use Freedom of, Freedom of Information Act uh, for researchers to get data? or? Um, that's a, I don't actually know what else is. I mean, there are a lot of monitoring yeah. technologies that are being out there. Mm. Um, but, it's, of course, it's limited to the public sphere. So I'm not too right. sure how many opportunities um, there are to obtain that kind of footage like versus, let's say, Amazon. Amazon uses um, you know, monitoring devices for its like warehouse people and things like that. Right. Those are very intense monitoring devices. <laughs> um, so like I, that's where the limitations are, go- are, are going to be. But in the public sphere... Mm-hmm. Um, potentially hospitals okay. if they're not privately owned. Mm. Um, so those kind of things that potentially do fall under the Freedom of Information Act. Cool. Some potential research opportunities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so at what point did you decide ASQ was a good outlet for this research? So it was actually the first outlet that I chose. Okay. I kind of got lucky <laughs> because most people bounce around until it finally finds a home. But to me what attracted ASQ is the theoretical big picture idea my paper is only three hypotheses, and I mean, there's no like limitations or like how many hypotheses you need to have in a study. But those three hypotheses, I think, just um, had a very big picture idea at the end. It was that look, there are certain types of police officers who do well under this scrutiny, and there's certain types of police officers that don't. Um, over time, people, officers with those ideologies, you could kind of abstract from my findings, like over time, you're going to have a self-reinforcing cycle where these image discrepancies, where police on one side, the public on the other, you're going to continue to, to have it for, for these reasons. So, and what I kind of learned as a junior faculty is sometimes the simple, simple where you could get your hypotheses and your findings, but to make a very big kind of statement, those are kind of like the best pace, uh, places. And ASQ allows that type of research. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that big picture. This is fascinating. My political ideology is actually, it's not even just liberalism and conservatives. It was taken from criminal justice. There are criminal justice measures, and that's what I love about ASQ. It just allows you to pull from so many disciplines. Mm. So by the end, I was drawing from criminal justice theories to organizational behavior to social psychology, and I loved it. Um, and that's why I also love the journal. It's like that interdisciplinary. They're really at the core of that. So Super interesting. Uh, so what advice do you have for students hoping to submit a manuscript to ASQ then? It is that big picture idea. Um, it's not, it it takes several iterations of abstraction from your core hypotheses. So, um, when you submit it, it's, uh, you know, other journals are more focused on the types of survey items that you use or why you use this measure instead of another measure. Mm. ASQ is very different. So in the beginning, your introduction, I think, needs to be very important. The pro- the Im- Im- theoretical implications of what you do, uh, what you're kind of saying, needs to be very uh, much there. So, trying to be able to find that where you're abstracting from your concrete findings, I think, is uh, fairly helpful. Interesting. Um, 
Okay. And is there anything in particular that we should be thinking about during the study design and writing process that's different for ASQ? New study. I think it was kind of hard to see what was going on through my reviewer's uh, <laughs> minds while they were reading my paper. Um, but what I think one of the things that was um, interesting is access to unique size and unique ways of measuring things. Mm. Um, I, I think having body camera footage and then rating police officers' behaviors, I don't think there's another management paper out there. There are potential in other journals uh, experiments on body cameras and the effects of body cameras. That certainly exists. But to use body camera footage and monitor technologies footage to actually code behaviors, that's relatively new. Um, so I think when it comes to study design, even um, uh, uh, Matt Bean, I think, has published a, a paper on robotic surgery. That's also like, man, that is just like the forefront of new technological advances, like a completely different context. So I think in terms of study design, the, the, the newer, um, like, hey, this is a way the new technologies kind of exposed human behavior. This is a way that we as social scientists have come in and study. I, I think that just benefits. Wonderful. Um, so lastly, I'd love to hear about what's next. Uh, so what additional research questions has this project spurred for you? Well, um, well a ton. So um, <laughs> on one side, I, I think when the ASQ got media attention, um, a lot of the reporters were asking me about what can law enforcement agencies do. Um, and that's where a question where I was like, okay, you know, I'm still in the beginning stages of trying to figure out what's the problem. And then the next paper is then I'm trying to address, well, like, well, what can, what can uh, organizations do? So I do have um, papers looking at, like, uh, managing employees' autonomy, right? Um, you know, dealing with these kind of public image discrepancies, um, you know, giving them more or less autonomy can, can be beneficial. Mm. Um, I also am looking at uh, body camera, the actual experiment on the effects of body cameras. So that's kind of like all uh, in progress slash under review kind of research um, right now. So anything that basically has the effects of the technology itself um, on human behavior. Interesting. Okay, well, thank you so much for this interview. Well, thank it was you. It's wonderful. Appreciate it. <laughs>